Welcome to One More We All Go. I'm Frank. I'm Brad. And I'm Sean. Sean, how are you? I'm doing great. Excellent. We are working our way through the entire Bentley in-laws, so... Yeah, we're, we're going down the list, but it's going to take at least a couple seasons to get through all of them because they are some breeders. <laughs> and, they, and they get better as you go, right? They kind of... Build yeah. Better. Yes. Yeah, yeah we started out with Jake, and he was... Yeah. And then Andy... Yeah, I had another one that asked me last night if he's going to get on sometime. I said, "Hey, we'd love to have you. We need we need content, so we'd be happy to have him." Your brother Brian. Oh, nice. So we'll hopefully get him on one of these days. <laughs> oh, he would be good too. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be a good time. But well, Sean, welcome, welcome to the green room here with the studio. We're happy to have you. I love it, uh, Frank. Some you may not know, Sean and I are actually cousins. No way. Absolutely. Did you see him at the family reunion today? No, next week probably uh, Labor Day. Yeah, Corey. Next week we'll have one, and we'll probably see him there. You betcha. You so how can you have back-to-back weekends with family reunions? Our grandmas were sisters. Yes, our grandmas <laughs> yeah, were sisters. That's the most sure answer anybody's yes, given in this room. Yes, that's, that's, I have to think a lot about a lot of the relatives, about how, we're, how yeah. we're connected. Yeah, grandmas were sisters. But yeah, well, Sean, we'll start back just like we always do with everybody. Uh, back in early childhood, what was some of the earliest things you did coming up that brought memories to your life that really stuck with you? Oh, boy. So, I uh, mean, uh, good things, bad things, you know, a dog that died or a treehouse you fell out of, stuff like that really gets us going. You know, unfortunately, a lot of the memories are real choppy in my childhood. So, I, I remember really weird things, like I remember living in Kansas and there was a school across the street, and our driveway was kind of slanted. I remember pulling the pulling the car out of park in the neutral. That was back when you could just put it just right in yeah, yeah, no break. Right down the driveway. Um, Did you hit the school? I, yeah, I don't I can't know. Remember. I, I, that's my memory, man. I'm backing down the driveway. Nobody got hurt? No, no, no. Uh, so how old are you? You were five, you say, when that happened? You know, it was before. It was probably four or five. Oh, wow. School, so. I think yeah. I may have rolled a car a little bit, and those, I mean, rolled it out of the driveway like you said, but I don't think everybody ever went very far. I've got a weird memory from when I was about that age where I just walked outside and threw a light bulb into the street. I got in big trouble for it, but thats I remember for some reason needing to throw this light bulb into the street. If <laughs> <laughs> you light bulb. Yeah, take that. So it was, those are weird memories. It is. Yeah. yeah this is real choppy. When I lived down in Kansas, I remember pulling the putty out of the outside of the window at the school and getting yep. in trouble for it, you know, which was just random, but... Yeah, the, the ceiling out of there? Yeah. What part of Kansas do you guys live in? It was in Salina at the time. Okay, yep, yeah. familiar. Familiar. So, so yeah, just, just I, my dog, his dog had a dog named Duke, a German Shepherd named Duke out here at, uh, lived outside of Carson, Oakland. I love that dog. Nice. Uh, so, how long did you live in Kansas? I guess I never knew you lived anywhere you but know, Carson here. As long as I've known you, you lived here in town. It was a short period of time, I believe, and then we moved up here and um, been up here ever since. So, right. Right. So most of your most of your childhood and adult life's been right here, right? Yep, absolutely. Right. Okay. So uh, where, where'd you go to school? I know you went to college, but I don't know where or what for or any of that business. So I, unless you got stuff from high school, we love high school parties too or stories. Uh, no, no, we can talk about the high school. Uh, no, high school, Carson Macedonia, of course. I graduated in 89 and then uh, I worked a few years before I decided to go back to school. I think probably the reason I went up to, I went to Dana College was my wife was up there. So it's kind of a. She kind of lured me up there, but uh, so Andy, yeah. Andy liked to talk about his Dana career, and obviously he was quite successful up there wrestling. Did you wrestle up there as well? I did. Andy and I wrestled together. Um, well, actually, Andy and I wrestled together, and we wrestled with uh, Chad Caskey, and we wrestled with Chase Roller. Um, right, all those guys were up there wrestling. Oh wow, yep. Um, I wasn't quite this successful as uh, Hensley was, but uh, we had a lot. That's all the he weight was an easier weight class, though. Yeah, he had an easy. He bracket. was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for his life. You guys have heard that he's had a yeah easy way up there. <laughs> no, I agree. No, it was it was fun, and 
that's kind of how Andy and I kind of met and became friends is up there wrestling together. And so did you introduce him to your little sister? You know, your I don't know how that really happened. I don't remember. He, I think he told us, but I don't remember yeah. exactly how it was. I don't think we introduced. I think they, they knew each other and kind of the same circle of friends and stuff. So Right, right. Uh, yeah. So I guess after you and Andy left, they just had to quit. So, well, we, we pretty well polished off the top <laughs> yeah. of the crowd. Yeah, I we, think that that might have, been, might have been part of it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you graduated college, and then uh, you did teach for a few years, right? I did. So I got a teaching degree, and I taught for a couple of years back when the Macedonia School was open. So I got to be you know down there where i was where i was in elementary school down there and teaching those classrooms which was kind of cool i think my first year i was i had the very corner i think miss tucker had i don't know if you guys nobody went down there did you oh yeah okay absolutely so miss tucker had a big uh big room upstairs kind of by the the basketball the cage yep so that was my room my first year and i was going through an old cabinet back there and i'm cleaning stuff out from you know stuff I don't want yep. in there and and I let me the this southeast thing. corner if I remember right now of the school yeah yeah just trying to put all yep. so people yep. know what they're yep. getting into yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I pull out this bag and it's got old paint shirts and you know if yeah. you go to school you'd always have to bring an extra paint t-shirt oh, yeah. to put over and sure enough here I pull out Mike Osborne classmate of mine John <laughs> Bogey Sean Blount Sean I don't, I don't know if my name was Blount at the time but yeah, I found all yeah. the T-shirts, which is nice. I kept mine for a long time, and then my wife finally, I think, we goodwilled her. So she wasn't very good at house cleaning before you got there. No, <laughs> still no, had twenty-year-old shirts there. Well, yeah, that's yeah. It was. Uh, I was amazed that those shirts were still in the school, but that was. For those me. are her favorite smocks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I walked through there a little bit when they started tearing it down. Had some of the windows out and stuff. I walked through there, two of my kids, and it brought a lot of nostalgia back and some memories. But it was, it was neat to see it. It was a shame to yeah. see it go, but it was going to be a maintenance That's nightmare. It's a terrible like. fathering decision taking your kids through a condemned, dilapidated <laughs> yes. old school. Come on, kids, gather around. Let's see if we can find a hole in the floor. <laughs> oh, look, here's a meth lab. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> you Who thought? Yeah. It's, it's actually a chemistry so, room. So you've taught a few different grades, several grades yeah. that I know of. Yeah. So what what grades have you taught and which ones have you enjoyed the best? So my that first time is back in 96, 97 after I graduated from college. I was uh, it was fourth grade I taught I taught. Okay. So then I did that for a couple years and then I decided hey, maybe I don't want to do that and uh, took about I don't know, ten years off. I worked ended up working for a company in Omaha and doing some help desk type stuff and training type stuff, which kind of fit me. Um did that for about 10 years. And then I, when I came back, I taught fifth grade. Nice. So here at uh, Riverside. And I would say that, the, you know, my first experience was was probably my favorite. Uh, because when I came back, it was so different after, you know, 15 years of being away from it. Just the, the kids are different. And the, yeah. everything changes. It changed, it seemed like. So, yeah, and absolutely. Kind of a little bit of a shocker for me, you know, so. Uh, yeah, my first two years were probably my favorite two years. I, I've heard that a lot from different teachers. They say, you know, the last 10, 15 years, 20 years, how much kids have changed and parents have changed as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a tough road. I don't yeah. I don't envy you people, the teachers, but uh, it's it's hard to do. Yeah, it was a little bit of a shock. Because uh, people like us, parents like Frank and I are hard to deal with also. all overbearing, helicopter yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I don't teach anymore. So we're guys <laughs> like you, so. Uh, right. I can see it. No. <laughs> I can see it. And uh, so you've got, uh, you got four kids. Yes. Two daughters, two boys that you know of, mm-hmm. and uh, they're all wildly successful and handsome family. Handsome, uh, yep. The uh, the boys I know had quite a wrestling career. Your girls are big in softball and volleyball, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're recently an empty nester, right? Kinda, yeah. It's, you, I mean, they're all out of 
high school. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Yeah. So the, the, but they're all living on campus somewhere or no jobs and Yeah. So uh my oldest Tucker graduated in fifteen. He's um he lives here in Carson and uh with his wife Mallory and uh their two dogs. And he's um got a job in Omaha at Builder Trend and he's loving it and Yeah. Um Tatum's doing his apprenticeship in uh plumbing with Waldinger right now. He's in his first first year, second year there. Um, Gracie is, uh, my oldest daughter and she's uh, living here in Carson and, um, works at Meridian in uh, Omaha. Right. And, uh, okay. And then Isabel just graduated and she's taking, uh, classes at Iowa Western this fall that she needs. And, uh, her and Gracie both are actually, Gracie's doing some online stuff there. So they're all busy. We have a couple in the house still, but they're, they're all busy. Well, so this would be good advice for Frank and I, cause my oldest is, uh, he'll graduate in three years. And then we'll be graduating kids for quite a while. But you guys have been parenting odd for what twenty four years? A long time, yeah. And so, what's it like being home alone with no kids? Like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> we that, don't have any practice. We don't have anything to do. Yeah, and then that kind of started this summer. We didn't have any, you know, we no didn't have anybody in sports, or, no softball or anything. Right. And I'm just like, what am I gonna, you know, what the hell am I gonna do now? You know, and I'd always joke with people, and they'd ask me, "What are you doing when everybody when you finally got everybody out?" I'm like, "Whatever the hell I want to do." And then right. now it comes, and I'm, I don't know. Yeah. What to do with my hands? You know? <laughs> <laughs> to find a hobby. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's going to be. It's kind of a little bit of a struggle, and we've talked about a little bit. You know about we got to find our thing that we want to start right. doing again. So yeah. um, there's always binge drinking. There's always that. Yeah, little day drinking on a Saturday or something. Yeah. But, yeah, good for yeah. him. I want to get really good at some random thing, like like bags or right horseshoes, and yes. then just. Walk up and wow people. Like, yes. how are you so good at this? Yep. Uh, yeah, maybe, be the guy that they're like, oh, gosh. Maybe go to parties again. and hustle people in it. And yeah. Sandbag a few shots yeah. and then really clean them up after that. So horses wear these, huh? Okay, let me try. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wish people had seen. So as your empty nester, you got your moped running. And I wish people could see. It was a, probably a mid-80s, mid early. 1984 Yamaha Hopper QT50. Uh, coming in looking sharp in the driveway. And I wish we had a picture of you rolling in because it would have been a great cover photo for the it episode. Would've. Yeah. So is that one of the kids' ones you just got no. running again, or is this a midlife crisis thing? A little bit of that. Like I was telling <laughs> Brad that, you know, I never had a moped growing up. So, you know, a lot of my friends did. And so about 10 years ago, I'd say, um, I decided, well, I'm going to get myself a moped finally. Yeah. Know? So I uh, bought one from Tanner Ford out, in, out by Oakland, and I drove that puppy home. and. Got it before I got it home. It quit on me. The engine locked up. The oil, the oil <laughs> pump was off, and uh, so I bought a new engine on it for it, and got it running. And it's been setting for a few years because of the throttle cable. Yep. I finally got that. Nice. Well, it looks sharp though. They're they're Boy, fun to ride. It, yeah, it pulls me around. If you guys want to, you know, anytime, just Hell, stop by and grab the key because uh, I don't want to get it over my head. <laughs> yeah, we I had a bad wreck back in '99, and it just brings back memories. Yeah, and I don't care if my friends see me on the boat. No. Uh, no, I'm not coordinated enough to <laughs> to ride them up. No, but they are fun to ride. But I, I heard you say upstairs before we came out, you got to watch the gravel stuff and get squirrely, oh, yeah. and it, just like Dumb and Dumber. Whoa, get yep. shaky. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. On the way to Aspen. Do you and Barb go tandem on that or no? Can't get her on it. Oh no, man. too much power. Yeah. Sidecar maybe. Well, we'll see. Working on it. Yeah. <laughs> Would she ride it solo on her own? I don't think so. Maybe she wants her own hog. Nope, I don't think so. Hmm. No. Not that much of a thrill seeker, huh? No. Get one of those old Honda Sprees that have like the platform you just oh, yeah. sand on. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I don't think I could get her on it at all. 
No. So, uh, so what kind of hobbies? Is, so you're not in your golden years by any means, but as you start looking towards retirement, planning for it as mm-hmm. we all do, what what kind of things are on your bucket list? It must see travel spots you haven't got to do yet, or hobbies like Frank said, you want to do hobbies or yeah. take up horseback riding. Maybe you'll be a, a fine uh, English writer. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna ride horses. I I mean, it's tough because I I really I really don't know. I mean, I do I like to do a lot of fishing, and we'd like to start camping again yeah. sometime. So it's just. There's nothing really for me like a bucket list thing. It's just more like getting back to the things we yeah. used to be able to do. Yeah. You know? yeah. You've been coaching most of your kids. I mean, you're always coaching one of the yeah. kids, weren't you? And I think you're still coaching, right? Still coaching uh, high school volleyball. Yeah, and I enjoy that. And I'll probably do that for for as long as they'll have me, I guess. So Yeah, so yeah. that uh, yeah, kudos to you. But I, I always wonder that what hobbies Jess and I will do whenever the kids mm-hmm. are all gone. So, well, I guess just you and I, what do we do now? Right, yeah. <laughs> well, she, she wants to go hiking and go to different trails and things like that and start that just to get exercise and things like that. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. But I'll follow you on the moped. It's been so damn hot, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'll take the moped. And, no kidding. Get an off-road tire so, for it, maybe. So as far as your coaching career goes, you guys are off to a, a pretty good start this season. Great start. I mean, we've got uh, we've got a lot. Uh, we got a gr- good group of kids, and they're all really just buying into what we're selling. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they, they work hard, and they're not afraid of hard work, and they're – it's, it's paying off. It's been a few years coming, just building it. But So would you say, two-part question, high school boys wrestling, right? You've coached several years. Uh, a lot of junior high. A lot of junior yeah. high. And then girls, softball and baseball, or uh, softball and volleyball. volleyball. Which one do you think pose more of a challenge? The boys or the girls? Which one listen better, don't pay attention, show up better, punctuality? Uh, the girls, I guess, have been the most challenging for me because just trying to figure them out. And how to relate to them. You know, yeah. I've related with boys all my life in all the sports, and then I get to high school volleyball, and then after my first year, I'm like, if I don't do anything, I'm going to figure them out. Right. And, and I still have it. And two of them are your daughters <laughs> at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's, they're just different. I mean, to coaching girls is a lot different than coaching boys. You have to approach things differently. And there's some girls that you can be one way with, and, and it would totally upset another girl. So you've right. got to really – it's kind of like being at home. Right? Yeah. Uh, I've got two girls and a wife, so it's kind of like that. You just yeah. got to be careful. Which... Play them against each other? Yeah, well, you can say that. Yeah. Yeah, you, you use different <laughs> ammo for each battle, it sounds like. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see, I see. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Frank. So when how, how did you get into coaching? Was it just because the, the kids were into it and you wanted to spend more time with them, or did you see they needed someone to fill that role so they could continue doing what they liked? Uh, my first coaching job was uh, when I first started teaching, and uh, I had no kids, and uh, it was junior high football and junior high wrestling, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't a very good football coach, but they needed somebody to help out, and so I helped out. But yeah, it started back in '96, and then ever since then, I went. I've been uh, junior high football and then junior high wrestling for several years, and uh, did some junior high track with uh, Susan Bentley, and yep. I mean, we've done, I've done a done a lot of different stuff. I was head assistant and head soccer coach at the high school for a while and um so yeah it's just always been something i've done and i enjoy so uh, one thing we skipped over a little bit is your singing career for those that don't know sean has quite a singing voice uh so you've done a few venues and at uh, parties and old con maybe cons town events things of that nature uh did you ever think about maybe working more on your singing career, getting a, getting a band back together? As you know, say? I would really love that. It'd yeah. be a little bit more lo- more low key than when I was in high school, but uh, uh, that would be something that I I still enjoy every time we get a chance to get together and, and do something as a band, whether it be with with Paul or whoever. It's always a lot of fun time. It's a fun time, and 
enjoy it. Did you and Cousin Wes ever have a band? I know he was yep. in a band, all the same band? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he, We're in a band, us and uh, Gene Sandy and Chris Annan. What was the name of that band? Bizarre. And uh, we'd be up at the top of town in uh, Vic and Tom's garage with the speakers blaring out and just all afternoon. Wailing? Yeah, just wailing. Yeah, it was I, fun. I'd go to that show. You said it was a little bit more low-key than in high school. Now, high school was obviously the 80s, so were you like D. Snyder, face paint, platform boots sort uh, of stuff? Or? No, just, just a little more mellow. I might do an acoustic. Maybe oh, an unplugged okay. type thing okay. before a whole band thing now. So. <laughs> what was the name of that band? Which one? With you and Wes. Bizarre. Oh, Bizarre. Well, okay. it's, it was a couple different things. Okay. Yeah, I think it was Bizarre. And well, I thought you said part. just the whole thing was Bizarre. <laughs> it was Bizarre, I, well, yeah. I heard you say Bizarre earlier, and I, I thought you were saying, oh, that was Bizarre, man, but no, I didn't realize that was the band name. <laughs> it could mean two things. Yeah, yeah if people knew Cousin yeah. Wes, like, oh, man, that'd be great. We'd love to see it. That'd, you bet. That'd be a great yeah. reunion tour. That was fun. And we've talked about that, doing something, but it's hard to get Chris's away, and it's just hard to get something together. Um, but, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. So how did you get into that? Because that would take a for me, I I can't sing to save my life, so it would take a lot for me to get up and even yeah. try to do that. Yeah. What's funny is like, well, in high school I was in choir and we did a lot of small group stuff, and um, I was okay with like singing in front of a crowd, but I was like, even today, if somebody, if my wife and somebody else were sitting there, say, hey, will you sing this? I couldn't do it. Right. Small crowds just scare oh, me. Oh, that would like be, yeah. if you asked me to sing right now. I'd, Go to hell. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but if there was, if there's 200 people in a room and it's an event, it's no problem. But yeah, so it's, I don't know. It's, I just started when I sang in, in high school and then a couple guys said, hey, let's, let's jam sometime. Right. And then that just right. morphs into something. And next thing you know, you're, you're a rock star. Playing, oh, for, playing for Ragbri. You're playing for Ragbri. That was probably one of the funnest gigs we did. I was going to ask you about it. So how, how did that come about? That's back then. We uh, uh, Paul Hart and I and Matt uh, Wilbur and Dustin Baird from Creston. We every once we that's why we get together and uh, play. And that was called What's Up Chuck was kind of our our band name. And I don't know. Paul just kind of ended up getting us in there, and we we played that all afternoon, and it was a great time. I mean, unbelievable how much people can drink and still get on their bikes and get to the next town. Yeah, we, it is we unbelievable. We've been over that. These guys are animals. You people, you freak. don't get drunk. I know it. Yeah, you just I, keep I sweating you it just out. Sweat or... it all out immediately, so you can pound. You look like a hero. Did, did, did you ever have any singing career, any choir, anything like that, Frank? I I was in choir just for the chicks. Yep. Uh, never, never had a solo. No, I, um, I was, I was act, actually just asked to mouth words during the musical. <laughs> I would sing to my kids when they were little, maybe if I was rocking them to sleep or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, they would cry instantly. So I guess, uh, I guess, Jess, you're up. They, they don't like my singing. Right. So what's the largest crowd you've performed in front of? Ooh. Uh, like sure. Oh. Um, I would say back, I don't remember what year it was, probably the mm, 2000, maybe, maybe a little before. A group, uh, I worked at the gas company. We got together and did a little deal, and we ended up, this little deal we did ended up being we well, we ended up singing the national anthem at the junior A national hockey finals. You know where the Lancers used to yeah. play. We hosted the the, uh, the finals, the hockey tournament. There. So you had like a duet with somebody. You said we there was like six, like three okay. girls, three guys, and did a thing. And yeah, so that was kind of nerve wracking. But um, so maybe I don't have you beat. I one time accidentally sang the national anthem. 
uh, in front of a crowd of, I think it's probably four or 5,000 people there. He was early in the show and I was up on stage introducing the, you know, national anthem and all the acts that were coming up and they hit play on the national anthem and then it cut out and I was kind of just singing along. Oh yeah. With your <laughs> mic. And when the mic cut out, I, I didn't know what to do. So I just stood up or stepped forward to the microphone and kept, kept you just, it going. You just took it. And then, oh. well, the, and then the whole crowd joined, joined oh. in. So I was like, Oh, thank God. He ripped open his pearl snap and yeah. the wind was blowing his shirt open. Oh, yeah. And the rockets. <laughs> Rick Lamb. <laughs> he just went for it. Nice. My time to shine. This is what you're waiting for. I knew it would come. Yep. He actually paid somebody to unplug it when yeah. I was back it, there. No, what the weird part was, it was my phone. <laughs> yeah. it just, and it was playing it off at YouTube because nobody had lined anybody up for the national anthem. I was like, here, just pull it up here. And they plug my phone in and then yeah. the internet signal died halfway oh, through. So. So, it was by design. Uh, so I guess we didn't we didn't necessarily get to the bucket list. You got any more? I'm sorry if you're done with that, Frank. No, I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell my glory stuff later. <laughs> so so did, did you have some, say, travel plans or things you want to achieve? You know, you want to you wanna, you know, go see Mount Rushmore again or hike Mount Rushmore. I don't think you can hike Mount Rushmore. but uh, There's a hiking trail, I think. Is there? I think so. Yeah, there is. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know about, I just don't have anything big like that I, you know what i mean i just yep. i just want to i mean spend time with uh grandkids and kids and yeah you know and uh, you don't want for much i don't no i'm not i'm not real needy so sounds like simple man might be next on your playlist exactly yeah so then you betcha. Uh, so now currently you work for the county so mm-hmm. you you do you have an office i've never seen you out and about on the road so are you in the office or do you find another place to lean on a shovel um well, there, usually there's two shovels. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah is what I've heard. <laughs> uh, no, I have an office out at the Oakland shop, or the Minden, out by Minden. Okay. Um, yeah, and I, I am out and about quite a bit. I do a lot of different different things. We do a lot of inventory stuff and parts ordering and safety stuff. And, yeah, because you're constantly getting all the inventory stuff sorted out for everybody, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we keep track of all the servicing that needs done on all of our equipment and all that stuff we had a software we put in a few years ago tracks all of it we yeah so nice we stay busy with stuff i've been working helping the roadside crew lately spraying trees and seeding ditches and stuff like that which is kind of nice to do something different and that, that's one thing that I, got, I talked to you guys. A lot of friends work with the county, and you know they like you can change the pace a little bit. You can do mm-hmm. this for a couple of weeks, and you do that for a few yeah. weeks. And yeah, um, I I was at a factory. Is that really the case? I thought it was once you operated a road grader, you were always in the grader. Well, and you can, and sometimes they'll like they'll take a crew and they'll say, "Hey, we need a you know we need somebody to go do some patching or something." So right. they'll take a group of guys and they'll take a few days and patch yeah. some potholes and things like that. Well, I was at a factory tour earlier in the week. And the guy worked in the factory from 1976 until 2019. And he said, oh, I, I used to love working here in this station. I put the stickers on the hoods. <laughs> that was his job? For three years. Oh, wow. He put a sticker on the hood of a machine. And he's, oh, I loved working on this station. This was this one this really. This a fun one. This was the good one. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God! What was the bad one? But I mean, given it's not a dirty job, bad job, it paid right. well. But all the stations paid the same way. You're doing all this stuff, but uh, I was like, man, that's. I bet hey, he loved it, and they got to be done. I'm sure they were all perfectly straight and looked it's awesome. It's nice to do something just different, you know. A yeah. job has some variety, and that's what was the factory? That was John Deere factory. So he just put stickers on the hoods of the John Deere. They have stickers all over the place. He didn't. Uh, that was the stickers out. he did was just the ones on the hood. He, there huh. was a station where they bring the hood in before they put on the machine and stuff. And 
For three years, he put stickers on the hood. That sounds like the most boring job in the world. It does. Yeah. I would hate every second of that. Especially <laughs> since it's like indented right along where you're supposed to put the mm-hmm. sticker. Yeah. Man, what an easy gig yeah. that is. Yeah I, yeah, I would go nuts. But I, I mean... Factory jobs, some of them are great, I'm sure, but I, I kind of assume they would rotate people around. That's why I was asking because I, I would like change of pace. I'm sure you probably like change of pace too, Frank, but uh, yeah, to do the same thing day in and day out and get monotonous regardless of what you're doing. Yeah, for the most part, they do do their main job, but occasionally they get to do something different. Right. Yeah. I'm very fortunate that I do all sorts of things in a week, so. All right. Well, Frank, what else did you have, sir? I'm sorry. So we got uh, we got to the, the high school career. Mm-hmm. So how, how did you do in high school wrestling? Okay, so I wrestled for four years. Uh, my freshman, sophomore, junior year, I made it to state, and then I... Got on the podium, right? Got my ass kicked. What? Yes. Yeah. It was weird. It's like when I got up there, I was like, I cannot compete with these dudes. Like, I just mentality thing. So, yeah. I'd, you know, I'd be successful all year long and maybe have a couple losses or whatever, and then I'd get to state and get my ass kicked and be done, so... That was my high school career. Um, my senior year, I had a knee, uh, tore my knee in uh, football and then never ended up really getting back. So kind of right. took most of my season. But, yeah. I, that was, your boys did pretty well, too, though, didn't they? they? Did. I yeah. know I know Tucker for sure, right? Made it to state. Tucker made stayed a few years. Um, he was just always finished about one year from – or one match from a, from a medal, which yep. – But he was a, he was a great, uh, great wrestler and Tatum – Tatum was a three-year medalist. He was third twice and seventh his uh, senior year. So, so that's always fascinating to me because you people, wrestlers in general, I was never a wrestler by any sort, but uh, you guys work so hard at it. And then, so what, what kind of things can guys do after school with a wrestling background? I mean, a lot of them go into coaching, I know, whether it be a college or back to high school, whatever it may be. Uh, you see a few pro wrestlers. Very few, <laughs> very few. Yeah. But uh, did, did did they ever think maybe they would do something in adulthood with the wrestling career? Yeah, I think did uh, I didn't. Uh, when I got done with high school, I didn't think I'd wrestle again. But then when the opportunity came up a few years later, I decided to go to Dana. Hey, it was worth a few thousand dollars for me to wrestle. Then yeah, go ahead. But I was the old guy, right? And I was out of shape and uh, had to work into it a little bit. But. Yep. Um, yeah, Tucker's coaching. Um, he's been coaching high school. He's assistant coach for at Riverside, and so he he really enjoys it. And um, Tatum's coached uh, some of the youth and kids stuff in the past, and um, might possibly get back into the high school right. assistant too. So, yeah, yeah, I, I've seen him up there with our kids, and boy, they do a great job with the boys. And you know, they're related to half of them, so they yeah. they know most of them. But mm-hmm. yeah, they do a great job coaching. I love seeing them out there, and they they can really relate to them. Yeah. So what what sports are your boys in? Uh, Caden's wrestling and football, Marshall's basketball and football, and then Brooklyn's just starting basketball, or excuse me, uh, volleyball and softball. So, in Sean, your kids pretty much the same sports and all the way through. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. any advice for old Brad here? It doesn't get, yeah, it doesn't get any easier. You're going to get busier. Yes. Uh, you're going to get more tired, but it's awesome. It's awesome watching them, uh, watch them compete and, and watch them in school, school activities and things and, That'll probably be the one thing, you know, yeah. that it's like this this hole. That's like, what am I going to do with my hands now? It's this season. and um, But, yeah, it's yeah, it's fun. Frank and I followed each other to the facility today, and uh, I, we got at the same facility. I never saw them again. They were in one completely <laughs> other. Mm-hmm. But, what, there's 25 fields at this place. Yeah. It's a massive facility yeah, over there. Crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy how much stuff all the kids are into at all ages, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be 5 years old or 20 years old, mm-hmm. 18 years old, I should say. 
But there's always something for these kids to do year-round. And, and it seems every sport now, they want them to do year-round. Mm-hmm. You can't do three different sports year-round, but uh, yeah. that's what coaches seem to want. It's hard when you have, a, you know, the small community and small schools. It's, you know, to be competitive in everything, you have to you have to be in everything. And yeah. you got to have an off-season for everything, and it's it's tough. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how the kids do it. I mean, I've been – two of my boys were – Coming from track practice, going to soccer practice, you know, dual sport and track and soccer, and all the stuff they do is just, just insane. Yeah, and having maybe miss a track meet to go to a soccer game or vice versa, and it's hard to pick and choose because you don't want to short change your team, but you both really have a passion for those sports, I'm sure. And then when you go to a soccer game instead of a track practice, when you get to the track meet that following Thursday, Marv makes you run the two mile because you didn't go to practice the <laughs> night before, even though yeah he knew where you were. Hit a home button with that one, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, I hated I hated track. Because <laughs> here's the deal. Let me get up on my soap. I was the long jumper in high school. We didn't have a long jump pit mm. to practice in at all. So the only time I ever actually long jumped was at <laughs> at the meets. At the meets. So most of the time I just jogged around the concrete track <laughs> for the whole practice. And then we go to meets and I'd get smoked because I'd never jumped anywhere before. Right. So then I I go to tr- soccer game and skip track practice. Before a meet, and when I get to the meet, instead of long jumping, I had to run the two mile. And I finished it in 13 minutes. And every time I circled the track and Marv was standing there, our track coach, I went, fuck you, Marv. And I did my next lap. <laughs> you know, you, you should have been able to go to somebody's backyard and borrow the horseshoe pit or something to practice. With. No, we had the lane and we had the sand, but it was a mound of sand and no one thought to push it out flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, You're so jumping up a hill, I could have been a state yeah. contender, you know? Yep, you never know. It's nice now because they've got rules set up. Like, you know, it's like you pick your primary, and if this, then this. So if you have a meet here, then you don't have to go to this. Or if it's a practice here, then you go to this meet. So yeah. it's kind of it's kind of nice now that kids don't have to kind of choose. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm tickled pink with the facilities the kids have now. That they get to pick and choose what they want. Do good athletics. They got great facilities to do it. We're able to host other events, bring some revenue into our school. So. Tickled pink with that and all the money the communities have raised up get that going. Yeah. I voted no. <laughs> <laughs> F those taxes. <laughs> so, Sean, is there anything that uh, that we need to know about you before we wrap this up? Not really. I, I want to make sure that uh, I said that um, my youngest daughter, Izzy, is the only Blummel State champion. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She paid you for that, didn't she? Well, she didn't pay me any money, but, you know, maybe she might have right, thrown a hint that she wanted me to say that. So. Well, I broke that up. You know, one oh, thing it, we did skip over completely. It, well, real quick, speaking of things that our kids wanted us uh, to say on this uh, program, uh, if you were ever to get into a fight, Sean, would you blummel them? I'm sorry, pummel them. Would I pummel them? Yeah. Um, blummel. That was that was Reddit's joke because she asked me to say that to you. That's that's good. I like that. I love it. Yeah, I would pummel them. Yeah, I'd have to get really mad, but really mad. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to flip is, that is, switch. Is that like teabagging? I guess I. Yeah, I was not sure if I wanted to answer that or not. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> Thought maybe you were bringing up some history I didn't oh, remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing we did skip over completely: your lovely wife. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Did, what, what? How did you meet Barb? How long have you guys been together? Uh, Barbie, I don't know what yeah, she stalked me in elementary. She, we were just talking about this the other day. I was, when I was at the drinking fountain at the elementary school, she would... Pull your hair? Just stop there. And, and she not <laughs> Pull my she might, Yeah. She would... Yeah. And she's always kind of been... You know, we, she was a year under me, and you're younger than me, and we uh, 
started kind of dating in high school a little bit, and then, you know. Played hard to get, huh? Yeah, a little bit. You got to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you don't want to let them think you're easy. Yeah, no, no. No, but she's great. She's uh, She works for the Visiting Nurse Association. She's a parent coach and uh, meets with families that need want assistance helping with their yeah. kids and their new babies. And Yeah. Uh, she's good at what she does. Does well, a lot great of, at it. Does a lot of painting and art stuff and... So good at that, by the way. And I can't get her to go to bed. Like, <laughs> she stays up till like two in the morning working on. What is that? Narco- narcolepsy. I think yeah. it's just obsessive about finishing. She something. really likes what she let. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, she's a hard worker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's new to me. I don't. I don't she's speak trying German. to finish the job. Yeah, yeah. No, she's. Yeah, she's. She's very talented. So. Well, good for her. Good for her. Good for you guys. Well, it sounds like you're doing great. You got a great family. I know your kids very little, but what I've seen, they're great human beings. You did a great job raising them. So kudos they to you are. for that. Thank you. And then and the the in laws. I know you've got a one daughter in law, right? And then you've got some other ones might be on the radar, and they're mm-hmm. good kids too. So well, good luck with that, and best of luck in all your adventures. Do you get a choice yeah. in that? Which of which of, one of what the your your future in laws will be? Um, like, not really. He's a good kid. But I've been pretty are... pretty blessed with uh, their choices so far. So. Yeah. No, Tucker's wife. We're not recording, but seriously, I mean, if you don't like her, <laughs> okay. I'll hit pause. No, she's awesome. She's yeah. awesome. So, yeah. Well, good. No, I, I appreciate you coming, Frank. I don't have any other yeah, questions. No, that's, you know yeah, I, I think we hit all the, the high points, didn't we? But, yeah, we're tickled pink with you coming. Thanks for all you've done for the community and the yep. kids and coaching. And uh, you've uh, raised a great addition to society. So, thank you for that. And yep. uh, thanks for best of luck me. in your golden years as you ease into them. You're only, what, 50 now? 51. 51. So yeah. you've got a long way to go. Long yeah. way to go. Yeah. So I, I don't want to say golden years, but, you know, we, we got to be thinking about this mm-hmm. stuff. Now. i got to figure 40s. out what I want to do, right, when I grow right. up still. So what do I want to do with my hands? Yeah. Help Barbie in the basement painting. <laughs> Not a big painter. No, painter. I wouldn't be much of a help. No happy little trees. I'll cut stuff out for her, but that's about it. That's yeah. it. That's, that's <laughs> where I go. Well, Sean, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Yep, thank you, guys. Yep, thank you for coming, Sean. Have a great evening. It's uh, one more, and we all go new episodes on Sunday. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And uh, don't forget to, to uh, like and subscribe. Is that right? That's right. 